Welcome back. It's season two of the Coffee and Chi podcast. This is Lori Lachan. I'm coming to you from our little cabin drive through in Stevenson, Washington, in the magical Columbia River Gorge. Here we specialize in coffee and food with an essential oil twist. Seven years ago, I began the journey of transforming my life with pure and powerful essential oils. I now educate others worldwide about amazing plant medicine. Essential oils are energetic powerhouses, and my journey has led me to learn more and more about the many energetic healing modalities that we all have to choose from. So the more I learned, the more questions that I had. I want this to be easy for you, so I bring you a plethora of natural healing alternatives so you can be empowered in your home. You can create your toolbox of self-care and wellness for you and your family. So let's get back to listening to our bodies. Thank you for joining us for today's episode. Welcome to the Coffee and Chi podcast. Today, we are spending time with Claire Sierra, the author of The Magdalene Path, Awaken the Power of Your Feminine Soul. I love this. I love that on the back of this book, it says, feminine wisdom revealed and reclaimed, unveil the hidden power within and transform your life. This book has changed my life. It woke in me a broader perspective, a perspective that my soul recognized. My mind had forgotten it. I think that what is shared in this book is something that is very re- relevant to what we are experiencing in the world right now. At the time of this recording, it is the end of April 2020. We are currently experiencing a worldwide pandemic. This experience is creating massive shift in our lives and in our world. We may have you know, different ideas about how this came about, but we can agree that it is a massive change. And we can accept that the normal that we knew will be forever changed as we move forward, right? Wherever there is change, whether it's considered good or bad change, change is a transition and it's something new and change is challenging because it's different and it causes us to shake things up in our lives, right? Change means we must let go of some things and when we experience loss, we go through the grieving process and we need to recognize that as well. And you may be grieving that you can't meet up with friends you know, or you may be grieving that you lost a job or maybe your way of working is different than it was before. You may have lost a loved one to the virus and truly the thought of people grieving in isolation is something that, um, you know, grieving for the loss of a loved one, it just really breaks my heart. So we do have different levels of grieving Um, change of this magnitude. It's so big, it's global, and it's massive. And I have heard some people refer to this as a shift in consciousness, or the great awakening. And I do feel that we are experiencing a shift energetically across the globe and through the universe. And the shift is just profound. So how is this relevant, the Magdalene path to this global pandemic? Um, I'll tell you my experience. So I was raised Catholic when I was about 14 years old. I would have told you that I just want to be a nun when I grow up. (laughs) Although I wanted to do, I just wanted to do what I felt was the right thing in the world at the time. 
In the next few years, I began seeking something else. I studied a number of other religions. Uh, my graduate studies in, were in culture and, um, and some religion. And this really made me see religion view through a lot of different ways, right? I continued to be a seeker, but nothing really ever spoke to my soul. And since then, I've gone really deep into personal spirituality. And I believe that this is the most deeply felt when it, when it is your personal journey. And I had heard of what many people may have referred to as feminine religions or religious practices, but it wasn't until I read this book that I made a shift and I realized that what I may have been seeking all this time was the feeling of having balance between the masculine and the feminine. And I don't know if this makes sense, but I'm, I'm not trying to change your religion. I want to open you up to a unique perspective of the world. So like for me, I see the behaviors in our world now through a very different lens. I now see the enormous imbalance in the masculine and feminine going on in our world. And I think that I could not completely embrace other religions because I really felt this imbalance. So much of what is in our world exists in the masculine energy right now. So like our government, religion, society as a whole, you'll, you'll see it. I notice this most when I think about the planet Earth and climate change. Our beautiful Earth is calling out for more feminine energy to heal it. I really want to recognize too that Claire was very brave in bringing this book out. She speaks about this in the interview briefly in, um, when she shares her story. And I realize how powerful it is to, for all of us to listen to our intuition, listen to our heart. And when you feel drawn to your purpose, listen to that. Because Claire was brave and she shared her experience in her book. And because of that, she's given me an, an understanding that I had been seeking for a long time. And she has been able to help so many people in the world as well with this awesome gift. A little more about Claire. She shares a powerful and inspiring message about how to rebalance from the overpowering effects of the dominant masculine mindset and reclaim the feminine within to live the life of ease, grace, and creative flow that you were truly born for. So Claire is also um, the creator of the Goddess Coloring Book. She is an experienced expressive arts therapist and certified true purpose coach. She is a Reiki energy healer, licensed esthetician. Her and her husband, they own the beautiful historic Balsh Hotel in Dufer, Oregon, where they have been rated the number one fan favorite travel destination in the Columbia River Gorge in Oregon. So if you ever get a chance to head out that way, it's quite a treat. Beautiful historic hotel, wonderful wedding venue, and an incredible view of Mount Hood as well. She's a featured writer for Bella Mia magazine. She has contributed to this wellness magazine for decades. So she has so many, um, so much experience and so much to share. 
If you feel called to do so, I hope you get a chance to read The Magdalene Path. Read it with an open mind and an open heart. And this book contains so many beautiful tips and tools for creating ritual in your daily life. Practices that will raise your vibration and the vibration of the universe. She also provides a wealth of resources on her website to help women to access the divine, feminine, and um, creativity as well. Make sure to check out the show notes and her website. So let's get ready. Let's ground ourselves here. If you have a feminine oil, the beautiful jasmine, rose, neroli, or lavender, get that out. Put a drop in your hand. Breathe in that aroma. Put some over your heart. Ground yourself here. And let's dive into our visit with Claire Sierra. Hi, Claire. How are you today? Hey, Lori. I'm great. It's so great to be with you. Yes, I'm so glad today. you're here. And I'm yeah. so excited for you to share your wisdom. Um, before we get started, I would love to know what is in your coffee cup today? Uh, well, I'm a tea drinker, so I've got tea in my mermaid tail mug. I and love it's, your uh, mug. Thank I you. I can see it here. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. beautiful. I know. I love the scales. It was. It's just a recent gift to me, and I've been enjoying it. And so, so in my mermaid tail mug, I am sipping the last of my morning. Uh, in the morning, I typically drink a dark tea, like a, I really love Irish breakfast tea with a dollop of oat milk. And then as the, then usually my second cup, I weave in some Jamaica tea, I think it's pronounced. It's a Japanese tea that's green tea with roasted rice and so it has a real rich savory flavor to it and brings in all like the good antioxidants and green tea benefits and keeps me from being too strung out on black tea. <laughs> I'm gonna have to try that. Have you heard of Japanese barley tea? Um, yes I have and I would suspect that it might be similar. Yeah, I wonder, because I, I really like that, and it's very, it almost has like a real hearty, almost yes. like coffee. Yes. Um, yeah. 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 Try that too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's delicious. Yeah, it's delicious. Well, I am so excited to dive into this subject, because I, when I first read your book, it just really resonated with me. I had been searching for, my whole life, I've always searched for kind of a um, spiritual guidance, I guess, in my life. And it wasn't until I read your book, The Magdalene Path, Awaken the Power of Your Feminine Soul is the name of the book. Um, I, when I read that, and when you talk about the divine feminine, it just like really resonated with me. I felt like, oh my gosh, it just spoke to me. <laughs> yeah. And I think you. what you're sharing is what a lot of people need to hear right now with everything going on in the world. And so I would I would love to hear about your perspective of of what is going on um right now. Um before we get started, um would you like to share I'd love for everyone to know a little bit more about you and how you came to this point to to write this book. Mm, sure. Yeah. Thank you. So, uh, like many people, I was a seeker for, I've been a seeker for, was for a seeker for a long time. And 
I grew up Catholic. I was raised Catholic. Um, but there was something for me that was longing or missing in that path. Um, and what I've come to just what I came to discover is that I was really hungering for more spirit for more experiential spiritual experiences. And so I explored a lot of different things when I was in my 20s and 30s. And um, shamanism and my my Irish and uh, British roots, Celtic shamanism and Native American things and some Buddhist practices and um, what else? Different sorts of psycho-spiritual practices. I started doing training as an art therapist and so which and took that in a very transpersonal approach. So I was really searching for a long time and I won't tell the whole story, but eventually at a certain point in my life, I was working in professional private practice as a therapist. I had a beautiful life. I was living on a, a wild and scenic river in a custom house. I was in a good relationship. I had friends nearby from all of the from all of the markers of, of success in society, I had made it. And yet I really felt like there was more, like something was missing and there was more to it. Like I wasn't really actualized in my purpose. And so I started really searching and asking questions about that. And I was getting a lot of um, hits in meditation or when I'd be relaxing in the bath or just the things I was drawn to. I was getting a lot of guidance about the sacred feminine and reawakening the divine feminine. But this was quite a while ago. This was in the early 90s, mid 90s. And there was nobody talking about the divine feminine really then. And this was really back in the day when you had to go to libraries <laughs> and wow. look at books for things like this. You know, you don't just <laughs> pop into, you know, you just don't pop into your browser or into Amazon and, and you know, are flooded with more more answers and directions than you could possibly go in in one week, let alone one day. So I kept getting this guidance that I was meant to write a book about the awakening of the divine feminine and the through the stories of Mary Magdalene told in her own words. And I have to tell you for a long time, I just thought that was just weirder than all get out. I did not really want to do that. I thought that as, as much as it intrigued me, I felt, felt like, who am I? Can I really do that? How would I really do that? Uh, are people going to believe me? Are they just going to think I'm wacky? Uh, and on and on and on and on and on. So I would get the, that download, I'd get that guidance, and then I would forget about it, basically, very conveniently forget about it. This went on for more time than I would really care to dis display. Um, but eventually one day I was like, all right, well, this seems to be clearly and consistently the guidance to write this story. And then I um, had an experience that I write about in the book of being in, in an acupuncturist's office where, you know, I mean, I, I'm sort of typically active and I was not able to be very active. I was pinned literally. And I started, and I had an experience where Mary Magdalene came to me and said that she wanted me to write this book about the awakening of the feminine. And it was sort of too compelling to pass up at that point. It was like, <laughs> okay, you got me there. And so I got up off the table and I quickly like asked my acupuncturist for a piece of paper. I scribbled, scribbled, scribbled as much of it as I could because I just thought it was going to disappear um, from my mind and so in my heart. But it was so clear and compelling 
and I rode my bike home fast as I possibly could, a couple few blocks away, and uh, went to my computer and it sort of basically received the very same exact download. Uh, and that was the beginning of receiving the material that became the Magdalene Path. Wow. And so since then I've been working with that material and sharing it with, with women and uh, have taken, my life has continued at times to take some different detours. My husband and I moved from Southern Oregon where we lived up to the Columbia River Gorge and we purchased a boutique historic hotel. So I've been involved with that as a, as a place also to receive visitors and guests who are interested in reconnecting with their deeper selves, whether that be such a beautiful place. Thank you. Yeah, really a special place. So it all feels like it's weaving together, but sometimes when, as you know, I'm sure many listeners probably know, sometimes when we're in the middle of it, it can seem like we've veered far off the path when, when, you know, it turns out we're just on a little side, a side trail yes. <laughs> and then we, it weaves back together. And Claire, can you tell me, was it, I know you've done a lot of, of traveling. Was this after you wrote the book or did you travel and then write the book? Um, so I wrote the book, the downloads for the book came, well, most of them came in 2010. It took me until about 2014 to actually edit it because it didn't come through in the order, in the tidy order that it, you know, things that were stories about Mary Magdalene came in and then other things that were practices for women. And I, I needed to sort it into the various chapters that became the book. Um, but the book was published when we, when we moved to the gorge and had bought the hotel and I had done some traveling uh, to France, which is Magdalene country before that um, and had and in the process of editing the book discovered that there were some downloads that I then put into the book too. So there were some pieces that arrived in 2007 and eight that I felt like were important backstory for the book uh, and important downloads. And, and again, it, that's just part of the journey that not everything in the feminine way is a linear path. That's masculine mode. And because in our culture, we've been so taught that the masculine mode is so dominant, we don't, we think that when we're doing it another way, that's maybe seems a little bit more scattershot or more organic, that there's something wrong with us when in fact, that's really our feminine mode. And so I was doing it in feminine mode, but then making myself wrong for it being out of order when it turns out that's all you know, it's, it's not a neat, it's not a neat and tidy path. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. You know, it's one that we can discern with clarity, but it's not necessarily all, uh, you know, clipped into seven, you know, seven sacred steps, you know, <laughs> this right. oh, doesn't yeah. always go in that way. So I, I'm going to totally, I, I will say this many times, how much I love your book. <laughs> Um, so pertaining to right now with like what everything that's going on in our world, so many of us right now are probably still at home. Um, you know, this is the time of the coronavirus and people are staying home. Um, how do you see right now what's going on in the world in relationship to like the divine feminine 
And um, can you speak to that? Because I just, I love hearing what you have to say about this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot that's going on right now and we're working through things on a lot of different levels. And obviously the first level is the physical level. There's this virus that's out there and the, it has the capacity or the potential to be devastating to individuals and to communities and, and large groups. And so we've been managing that. And then with that comes business closures and things like that. And all of that is on the physical level. And then we're dealing with food and shopping and toilet paper and all that. And all that's necessary. You know, that's sort of the bottom level of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. But, but and uh, I think as time goes on and we're further into this now, we're, we're here speaking, it's the end-ish of April. Well, kind of, yeah, kind of the middle-ish, end-ish of April. And we don't know really here in Oregon uh, or in Washington when this, you know, when sheltering at home will end. And so it's like we go through different levels and layers. And obviously we deal with the, the most physical fundamental level first. And for some people, that's kind of where they'll stay. But many of us are sort of looking at what is it that we've let go of that we haven't actually missed or that we're actually kind of grateful for. Right. And, and what is it that's trying to come up? What's trying to come through this? Like what new shoots are emerging? What new life is arising? Because coincidentally, we're in spring, even though, which is typically a time of rising up and kind of right. getting more outside. And instead we're in this forced, enforced sort of winter. So yeah. it's very, which is very interesting. And in general, I've been seeing the arising of the sacred feminine for a long time. And there's been a, you know, there's been more and more interest and desire and women such as yourself who see it and just resonate. There's like, like almost a physical body uh, resonant, resonance right. of, yeah. of this is speaking to me. This is, there's something that's waking up inside of us. And I, I think and feel strongly like we've been, programmed for this in a sense like the timer is going off and we're this is the time this is we're here at this time for a reason and and uh, how I see that is we've been preparing and part of what we've been preparing for is a great awakening for humanity yeah. and this part of this awakening has to do with the awakening of the divine feminine or what I call feminine soul and the reason I call it feminine soul is well, when I was writing the book and I was getting these different downloads and hearing these words and feeling the resonance of the different words. And I, as, as it comes to me, it's like I'm hearing it in my head and then I'm typing it and I'm always looking to find the just right resonance of these words. And divine feminine to me is very there's sort of a loftiness to it, which, and it is sacred. It is absolutely spiritual, but there's something about the divine feminine that's very embodied and very earthy and very um, grounded and uh, experiential. It's that going back to that experiential piece that I mentioned oh, yeah. a while ago. So as we're awakening feminine soul, it's like we're coming home to ourselves. And in a way, that's what the coronavirus has done for us, is it's really brought us home to ourselves, quite literally. And, and not without some struggle for some folks. 
you know, certainly we've really all had to grapple with the way in which we go out and do things or buy things or consume things or visit places just because we're used to being busy, especially in the United States. I know that it's different in different parts of the world in yeah. terms of how the energy is, but but certainly in the United States, like we're very busy and on the go. And I really see that as being the, the masculine being out of balance, being a, out of control. And because the masculine is out of balance and out of control, we have, we have overdone things. And I'm grossly oversimplifying it to say that, that has, the end result of that has meant um, this virus going out of control. And there's a, there's, a, there's a role for the sacred masculine. So it's not, I really wanna be clear in saying, it's not like the masculine is bad and the feminine is good. There's, yeah. there's the toxic masculine and the sacred masculine, and there can be the toxic feminine and sacred feminine too. So, um, so, but what we're dealing with here is millennia, many millennia of things being very out of balance with women being very uh, degraded and disempowered. And still to this day, feminine, the feminine is not on equal footing. If you look in the world in terms of leadership, you know, in our country, we had, was it 12 women who were very, very valid candidates for president? And here we are coming down to it and not one woman. Like we can't seem, it seems as though the reflection is we're not yet able or ready to believe that women can lead this country on that level. Uh, and not, not to turn this into a political thing at all, just it's really the reflection that the feminine and the masculine are still out of balance. We have more power and more rights as women now in this country than we ever have. And yet women of color are still um, experiencing great, um, you know, dis, um, you know, racial inequities and inequalities far greater than, than white women do and women in general more so experiencing those kinds of um, prejudices than men do. You know, we're still, we're, we're still grappling with all of that. So right, it's still we, there. it is still there. And so we're really in a time where we can, I feel like it's so important to, for women to, to wake up and empower ourselves, but to do it in a way that, that honors both our feminine as well as our masculine sides. Um, because the feminine, if, if it's not given the sacred container or containment of the masculine, can just sort of be so loose and so flowing and so organic that nothing ever really gets done. Like there right. need, and, and, and the masculine can be such a containment and so, so structured that it can eat up all of the earth's resources, which is what I see is happening in our world today. Right, yeah. We could dive so much deeper into all of this about the feminine and the masculine. And I love how you share this in the book. I also love that in the book, you have such an awesome set of tools for us to begin our own practice. 
and you have totally inspired, inspired me to have my own little altar, which awesome. I have, which I love. Um, Good. And um, I know one of the practices in the book is, do you want to speak a little bit about the candle magic? Sure, sure, yeah. Um, yeah, in the book, there's 24 different practices and that they are available as a separate download on my website. So if somebody's interested in, in the practices, those are there. I, I felt like it was important for me to weave my own story. Well, it was just so woven into the, the, the way the book came forward. I didn't see a way not to. And I also felt as I was editing it that there would be value for women to see me grappling with my own purpose and, and yet still moving forward because I, I feel and I sense that for a lot of women, we have a sense that there is a bigger calling or something different that's being asked of us, but yet we don't know how to make sense of it yet. Or maybe we don't want to do it. Maybe we feel a little bit resistant. And, and then there's the untold stories of Mary Magdalene that she shared with me, pieces that of, about her and her life that are very atypical to the traditional story that was told um, to Christians and especially to Catholics, at least when yeah. I was growing up. Oh, yeah. And then there were the practices that started, I started to see ways in which the practices, many of which I was already using in my private practice, and then some came as part of the writing of the book. And, and so the practices are really there. I'm, I'm so delighted to hear that you've developed your own altar because creating an altar is a way of tending our own souls. And it's like a way of you viscerally reminding yourself, yeah, I'm more than just a human having a, having a spiritual experience. I'm a spiritual being having a, a human experience. And it's a way of tending ourselves. And uh, feeding the feminine first is one of the sort of principles that I think can be easy for women to live by because, or to remember so that when we kind of get in that space of like, well, how, okay, so there's this thing, this divine feminine thing, how do I do it? Because the masculine teaches us so much about doing and the feminine is so much about being. So we, we can't use the masculine to access the feminine, but we can sort of leverage the masculine, our, our doing nature to ease ourselves in. And one of those practices, as you mentioned, was this idea of candle magic. And it came to me really with that word. And I have to admit that when it came to me, um, now almost a decade ago, actually, I was kind of a little bit freaked out. Like people, oh, you know, people are going to think I'm a witch and this is witchcraft. Yeah. And many women, I'm not, I, I'm not alone in this idea that I, I've come to discover because I've talked to hundreds, if not thousands of women who have this concern about what other people think and being mislabeled, which of course is the heart of Mary Magdalene's drama, really. Yeah. She was, has been really greatly mislabeled and maligned. So for anybody that's listening that, that carries that or resonates with that, I think that's part of the through line to the Magdalene story. And so candle magic is a simple ritual that really can trigger your deep, instinctual and unconscious self. I'll just actually read a little bit from the book here. Um, uh, and, and really before the practice came, I really got a lot of coaching from Magdalene herself about why candle magic was so important. Um, 
so could I read a couple of? Yeah. Okay. okay. So, so she was coaching about this and she was saying, um, talking about how the, the fear and hesitation about using these words, candle magic, comes from a time when it would be deadly for you to appear to be engaging these traditions even slightly. These times are over and this embodied fear of retribution and attack must be released so that women can reclaim their voice and power. Indeed, it's important that these ways be brought from the dark closet to the light of day to be reclaimed as commonplace and used by all. As this occurs in many lands, the strength of, of the, the, the church um, authority or negativity can wane. The rebirth of indigenous spiritual traditions rises. And this, by indigenous, we mean instinctive, natural, native, inborn, and, nat and natural, emerging from in a relation to spirit. So let this spark of flame, candle flickers, be an inspiration to others so that this ritual peace spreads like wildflower of the spirit. Know that as you re-engage these traditions, you are mindful and sage in their use so that new, no harm comes to your temple, home, or office. She was really cautioning us. Let's not be unwise or, you know, flighty with our candles and leaving them burning when we're gone. <laughs> so. Candle magic is a simple ritual that triggers your deep instinctual unconscious self. It's a nudge from your soul that says, pay attention, something different is happening. Your attention can serve your intention. This practice reminds you to make every day special and make every day sacred. All of this comes from the spark of a match and the lighting of a small flame, such a simple pleasure. And so the practice, Lori, really is uh, a simple practice of lighting a candle, taking a moment to create a blessing or an intention or an affirmation for your day or for that next moment of time. Like sometimes, oftentimes before I get on calls or, you know, Zoom, Zoom meetings with clients, uh, I will light, an, light a candle for that time to be um, uh, abundant and prosperous for them in whatever way is aligned with their intention. Or if I'm gonna have a meeting with somebody about some work project, I might light a candle that, that there just be flow and alliance and um, magic or serendipity arise in our talking together. So here's a time to intend your hopes and dreams for your day. Tune into your thoughts, feelings, and body sensations. Be spontaneous and brief. Um, the practice goes on to say, as you create affirmations and intentions for yourself, you may naturally think of others you care about. So say prayers and blessings to those beloveds who are ill in need or less fortunate. Something that's super relevant to us right now, you know, as, as we're dealing with this virus to keep, to be sending out prayers of love and support to those that are, that are in our, in our own personal circle, our loved ones, but then also our community, our village, our town, our neighborhood, our city. And finally, you have an ideal moment to practice gratitude. Count your blessings. See, feel, and sense how blessed you already are. Appreciate your life. Notice how this thinking uplifts your heart of spirit and joy. And then the fourth uh, step is be careful not to leave flames unintended. We do not want to what, do not want to create wildfire except of the spirit. And um, of course, here in the gorge where wildfires yeah. have 
have uh, been a challenge, we can see the, how appropriate that is. Absolutely. So that's a simple, simple, it's just a simple way to bring us back home to our spiritual essence and start to weave that into our day-to-day -day so that we don't have this distinction of like, I'm on my meditation cushion, now I'm being spiritual. Okay, now I'm organizing and sending out emails to people that are, you know, that are in my, um, you know, whether that's in my business, in whatever way that is, whether that's a product or a service or an offering that somebody oh, is engaged yeah. in. I love this. And it's just, this book is so full of, like you said, I didn't realize there were 24, 24 practices and yeah. so many ideas of things to just, to really bring into your daily practice mm -hmm. that are really simple, but so meaningful. Yeah. Makes such a big difference. Yeah. Love Thank it. you. Thank you. Yeah, it's to me, it's it really is how we start to break the trance of the kind of the dominant culture of doing and producing and sort of being a cog in the wheel and how we start to take our own sovereignty, sovereignty, how we start to claim our own sovereignty. Love this. So, Claire. You do so, you have so many offerings. Um, do you, would you like to speak about what some of your offerings are? I know I'm, I'm gonna have a lot of these in the show notes and connections to, um, people can connect with you. But sure. did you wanna speak about any of your upcoming things that you have sure. to offer? Sure, depending on when people are listening to this, I'm, I'm offering a variety of different virtual soul salons and they range in time from being an hour and a half long to some that are going to be more like four or five hour full day virtual retreats where we'll be using uh, video technology like Zoom and can spend some time together doing different practices and then also be offline and doing some, some practices or some reflection time. So I have some things like that coming up. And I also have and those can be found on my website, which I'm sure you'll probably link somewhere, magdalenepath.com. The uh, access for that is virtual soul salons, and which is a tab on my website. And then I also do a variety of different private sessions that I have come to just really delight in. One is called a Magdalene Blessing for people that really want more of that direct Magdalene, Mary Magdalene energetic experience and utilizing oracle cards and sacred oil anointing and, and uh, Magdalene blessing energy transmission and some sort of channeling or co and coaching from me. And I also do something that's called a feminine soul clarity session, which is for women who are grappling with some kind of transition or challenge or deal or having trouble dealing with the chaos of what's going on in their life, which I developed this before this all this um, coronavirus stuff happened, oh, but it's certainly right now, huh? certainly really timely <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> transition seems like something that's on a lot of our minds and hearts. So, and that's a, a deep dive that's also done virtually that is utilizing uh, a variety of different things, including uh, Reiki energy healing, a guided embodied wisdom meditation sacred oil anointing, oracle cards, and um, coaching so that women can really come into a deep sense of their own 
inner truth about a situation and clear away some of the blocks and webs and limiting uh, beliefs or constructs and start to move into who it is we've really come here to be and start to manifest that more in 3D in our lives on this, at the, on this planet at this time. That's wonderful. And they can get your book as well on your website, right? Yeah, absolutely. So it's, cool. Yeah, it's always lovely to hear from people. And when they buy it directly from me, then I can sign it and I can send it to them. That's for folks who are in the U.S. For folks that are living in Canada and other countries uh, would need to go through Amazon or other online sellers. Yeah. Gosh, this is also wonderful. I just, it's been such a treat to get to visit with you. Yeah. I do hope you come back really soon and we can dive deeper. I'd be deeper happy to, yeah. There's a lot of different areas that we could dip in, dip our toes into. That would be really fun. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Claire. You have a beautiful day. You too. Thanks so much for having me. It's been such a delight talking to you, Lori. I was looking forward to this. I've been looking forward to it for a long time. So I'm glad we finally yeah. got to make it happen. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us today on this journey of exploring energetic healing modalities. I hope you found something magical and nourishing to incorporate into your daily self-care and wellness routine. Please share with friends that could benefit from this podcast as well. Please check the show notes to learn more about our guest. Do you know that rose oil vibrates at one of the highest frequencies? That means that it can raise, raise our vibration. Plus, it smells amazing and it's fabulous for our skin. Get your rose oil and other essential oils at laurielachan.com. Until our next episode, live in your highest vibration.